Cleo. You're in for surprise. You're in for a shock. In London town streets, when there's darkness and fun. When you least expect me, and you turn your back, I'll attack. by the wall I laugh when I'm creeping but you won't hear me at all Oh, hear my warning Never turn your back on the ripoff You'll soon shake with fear Then never knowing if I'm near I'm sly and I'm shameless Nocturnal and Who am I? Who am I? <laughs> You're a metal god. Now, the rumor is that you played Take Me Out to the Ball Game at a theater. Is that true? No, 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 no. Where is that from? My life is surrounded by rumors. I'm like one big rumor. What you might be thinking of was a baseball event that I was a part of at the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks uh, baseball team uh, at the bank... Bank One Ballpark, it opened some years ago, and I sang the national anthem there with Dave Mustaine, Alice Cooper, Nils Lofgren, a bunch of other local talent, and um, that was a really cool special event, but that, that's, that's my only association with baseball, because I still, I, after all these years, I look at the baseball game and I go, what is that guy doing over there, and where, why is he running over there, you know? I'm still confused as all hell when it comes to baseball. Bob Halford, your new CD is amazing. I mean, it's amazing. You were totally back. I mean, not that you were gone before, but the way, 3.5 octave, is that where you can hold 20 years of the same notes? How do you do it? 
I don't know that. It's uh, coffee, lots of coffee, and uh, nicotine, which I'm not using right now for health reasons, but I will when we finish this interview. Um, but I don't know. I mean, the thing about singers is that we've all got different abilities. We've, you're born with what you've got. What I, what I tried to do when I began on this this heavy metal thing years and years ago was just experiment and do as many things as I could with the voice and I've just been you know been given this gift of all the extra possibilities you know like notes that only dogs can hear that kind of a thing I am God I am hate all I am all the sins you make I was curious Rob you've been kind of pegged over the years as a Satanist for instance from the <laughs> Washington Post January 1991 Halford loves opera and classic classical music and collects modern art. Yeah, where does Satan... And then they go on to say, not your average Satan. Now, where does Satan come into all this? They love, they love digging. They love digging at that. Well, you know, it's because they've got nothing else to talk about. They want, they want to find some kind of controversial moment. So, um, you know, they kind of sit there at their typewriter thinking, Judas Priest, that sounds a little Judas. That was, a, that was the dude that did the bad stuff on Christ. Okay, that's kind of evil. Priest, yeah, there, there's, there's something really malevolent about this. Okay, yeah, Satan's there somewhere. You did throw in 666 on your new album, Resurrection. But yes. have you heard of this guy at all, Bob Larson, Bob Halford? Bob Larson. Now, who is this guy? He's from the Bob Larson, Bob Larson, Bob Larson from the Bob Larson Industries. Check this, check this out. This is a quote here about Judas Priest, if I could just um, read it right here to you. With a stage act ranging from smoke bombs to bullwhips, the leather-clad image of Judas Priest... Bellicose. I love this word, bellicose. I'm going to use that word in, in, on the next Halford album. I swear that I will use the word bellicose. I was afraid to pronounce it. Fits well with their heavy metal ear-splitting music. Dressed in chains and studs, singer Rob Halford has been known to drop his leather drawers mid-concert. Have you ever done that, Rob? Yeah, I do that most nights. Yeah, why not? When asked if he was personally involved in the S&M love torture techniques parody in his performances, Halford replied, to a certain extent, sexually, I've always been to the fullest extent of the experience that S&M has to offer. It's nice to experiment by yourself and get off on whatever you get off on. Yeah, my best friend is a jar of baby oil and a porno mag. A rock magazine promoting one of their albums may have said it best. Judas Priest has sin for sale, Rob Halford. What do you think about that? Well, I don't know exactly what this book is about. What is it about? It's about all the bad bands. Listen to the words and don't like what they hear. Well, I guess I was curious. Do you have a dungeon in your house, Rob? Yeah, actually, it's, I do actually. Yeah, I have a dungeon, and it's in my my uh, my place in Phoenix, and it's right next door to the workout room. Because uh, you have to pump up a sweat before you go into the, the dungeon routine. But in the dungeon, I've got like a sling. I've got a, like a gyne gyne <coughs> excuse me, gynecological chair. I've got whips and chains and um, black candles and all of this other cool stuff. Which is well, which is up for sale shortly because I'm moving. Put it on the internet. That's a good idea. eBay, eBay, watch out. Just like the drummer for Striper put up all his stuff for sale. I think one of those Striper outfits was for sale as well. He's doing it, you know. Kiss just had their big auction. You could buy, buy a piece of crap from KISS for like $2,000. But Rob, what's amazing is Pat Boone. You're approved by Pat Boone. Pat Boone covered one of your songs. 
right? Explain a bit about that. Well, like, the parents should know that. You know, screw Satan. Yeah, you know, isn't this bizarre? Here's Pat Boone, bubbling, speaking in tongues, trying to heal people with his hands, and he gives me a call and says, Rob, will you sing on my, my album? <laughs> so he sends me, yeah, Pat Boone in a heavy metal mood sends me the kind of swing Las Vegas version of... You've got, you got another thing see. coming, baby, yeah. Right here before your gig, Rob, what is your pre-gig warm-up? I heard you listen to a lot of Sabbath. I think this is it. I'm having it right now. I could literally walk from this room and rip the skin off people's faces. Savior, there can only be one. I'm the master, past and future. People look up to you, Rob. Heavy Metal Parking Lot. You were out in the parking lot just earlier. What do you think about the movie Heavy Metal Parking Lot? It's that, that's a, 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 a semblance of everything that we do. The people out there are what make everything that we do happen. How about it's the one from 86, the movie from 86? Do you remember that? Did you ever go in the parking lot? Uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> I've been going in parking lots ever since I got into rock and roll, and that's a good place to, to see and meet the real people, meet the real fans. They're out there right now here in Vancouver in the parking lot. I was just hanging out with them, signing stuff, talking to them. You know, wherever we go, that's where it's at. Well, it's a good thing you didn't go there in 86 because that lady wanted to jump your bones and you won't be able to go on stage. Well, didn't you know yet? <laughs> Rob, what came first? S&M fashion like in cruising or S&M fashion in heavy metal? Like who stole from who? Way before, yeah, that whole S&M thing was way before even heavy metal. I got this vintage collection of all that stuff and it goes way back to the 50s and the 60s. So, I mean, I took that, I took that as a way of expressing the music that I was a part of because metal, when I began, had no visual connection. So when I started to put on the leather jacket and the whips and the chains and everything, it was absolutely perfect. Here was a look, here was an image that completely tied in to the sound and the power and the drama of the heavy metal sound itself. And you completely influenced people. One of the times you played in this very arena, 1984, Pacific Coliseum, this is a picture, Rob, of all the stuff that was confiscated at the door. Yeah, and this, this, I got this one, that's in the wardrobe case, I've used these chains. This was all your fans, all the stuff that was taken away from the fans, that's pretty heavy. And then also, this was from the same gig as well that night, do you remember that night at all, Rob? Uh, you know, 1984, Vancouver. A bit more than the night. Look at that. Did you ever get in trouble with having spikes sticking out like that? Like yeah, because I try and get on airplanes, commercial flights, with stuff like this in my bag. And I, I remember on more than one occasion when I'd get to the um, security and I'd go through my bag and I'd find whips and chains and cuffs. But I would actually have to give them to the pilot and they'd say, we'll give you this when you get off the plane. So I guess there was the pilot at 35,000 feet having fun in the cockpit uh, while I was stuck in the back with my peanuts and warm coffee. They made some fans file those down, actually, in Canada. They're totally illegal. Is that, is that what's happening here now still? In the year 2000? I don't think so. I'm not sure in the year zero zero, but uh, back then, and on this tour, you've been playing Breaking the Law. Yeah. On this tour, Rob. Now, what is the best law you've ever broken? Oh, there are way too many to mention, and they're all going to go in the Metal God book, which is being worked on as we speak. So you'll find every little bit, every tidbit, every rumor will be squashed. Every, every metal gospel will be exposed. It'll be full of blasphemy and infamy and every other kind. And Slayer as well. Uh, and Venom. Uh, all of that. Um, I was curious, though. Pansy Division. How did you meet Pansy Division? You sang Breaking the Law with them with changed lyrics up on stage. That was amazing. How did you meet them, Rob? I met them because I was at the San Diego Guy and Lesbian 
European Pride event. No, that's not true. Rewind. I was playing a show in San Francisco, and I went to this uh, club, uh, which was just like this like cool kind of jazz, blues, rock club, and Chris the bass player from Panzer Division came up and introduced himself and that was years and years ago when we became instant friends and when they came to play San Diego I went on stage in John Breaking the Law and they actually did a version on one of their records which is really cool you know because there's like Metallica song too yeah there's like Kirk Hammett playing guitar all that kind of stuff I mean you know that, that's a validation for them because they're a wonderful band they, they write incredibly good songs and they're extremely underground but if you want to check them out I mean they're, they're by no stretch of the imagination a metal band but for, for the musicianship they've got this kind of edgy punky rock thing going for them I think they're really cool guys you mentioned the tour began in Toronto it's ending in Vancouver Canada loves metal now what are your Canadian connections Rob did you once have a guest home in Peterborough no 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 this is just because I've had so many time many good times in Canada since I first came over here in the late 70s with Priest. I have a lot of friends in Toronto. Of course, I've been through Calgary, Edmonton, Winnipeg, up through Quebec, Montreal, um, here on this, this side of the country, Vancouver. I've spent time here. More recently, I did the two record at um, Brian Adams' house on Stanley Bay. And so um, this is just a cool place for me to come and hang out when I, when I want to get a bit of downtime. And Sebastian Bach, ex of Skid Row, didn't he give the name Halford to one of his kids yeah. as a middle name? He has yes, his kid called um, something like Ludwig von Beethoven, Halford Tchaikovsky, Sibelius von Boten. One thing that's kind of sad, your connection to Canada, is hitting the ground in Toronto. What can you explain to people about that? You're on your motorbike and there's yeah. a bit of a spill, Rob. It seems horrible. It's ironic, isn't it? Because I, I've, I've had some of my high, po high points and low points in Canada. And, and the low point was when I came off the bike at the last show with Priest in Toronto. And uh, somebody sent me a snippet of that actually just a few weeks ago on videotape. It's the first time I've seen it. But I came out under the drum riser and hit the bottom rung of the ladder knocked me backwards off the bike totally knocked me out for three minutes and um, it was the first time Hellbent Fellow that was done as an instrumental but uh, that was a kind of a low point but my high points are that I'm st I started this great tour with the new Resurrection CD with the Halford Band we began here in Canada we've been all the way through uh, like last night tonight maybe there'll be some crazy stuff what do you think is going to happen tonight with the last night like you've been on many tours Rob the last night what usually happens or what do you think of what has happened in past uh, Things get out of control, absolutely out of control. Anything could happen tonight. There are absolutely no rules. And so because there are no rules, that means everything's going to get broken. So, I mean, from the moment we walk on stage to the moment that Iron Maiden finish, anything is possible. Just keep your eyes open and your cameras rolling. Silent screams. Every time I scream, I'm killing pain. Well, that's because, that's because that's what metal music does for me as a person, uh, as a musician, and I'm, as, as I'm sure for all the fans out there, it's a cathartic moment when we get into this world of music, of metal music, and it's a great way of letting go, of getting out all of the stress, getting out all of the struggle, and in my case, getting rid of the pain, and the pain is just all the stuff that we accumulate in life that gives us... Um, 
good times and bad times, but that's what it makes me feel like. Every time I scream, I'm killing pain. Why do you think, Rob, that the hard rock world is so homophobic and super macho? I don't think it is. I think that that's a misconception. I think that that's just the way that it's been presented year after year after year by the press. And well, what about Sebastian Bach's T-shirt, remember? AIDS kills fags dead. I, I spoke to Sebastian about that, and he, he admitted that he screwed up, you know, and he was man enough to admit his mistake. I mean, everybody goes through a learning process, and Sebastian was one of the guys that was cool enough to see that. But, but I really feel that now, more than ever, there's just more of an open-mindedness, there's just more of an acceptance, there's more tolerance, and that uh, things are a, a way better than they used to be. I mean, I mean, I admit, in the late 70s or through the 80s, it was a different world altogether. But I think, uh, you know, people today just have just a, a way more intelligent way of perceiving things. And when it comes to what I do and what I am, it's all about my music. My music is all that matters. Well, expressing your sexuality, Rob, with lyrics like, we help keep the population down, were you letting that be known back then? What are we talking about here? The lyrics in the Judas Priest songs. They had some lyrics. You know, we help keep the population down. What are we talking about exactly? I'm not sure. I just remember that lyric. <laughs> or actually a song, Raw Deal. It's a song, Raw Deal, about cruising a gay bar. Raw, raw Deal was a very open song for me. Yeah, that was like really a, a moment that I thought people might grasp onto. But it went, boom, right over the top of people's heads. But, I mean, I've never, I've never cheapened the music in so much is using it as a platform for, for my own personal gain. A lot of my lyrics are subjective. A lot of my lyrics are non, don't have a gender placed on them. It's never he and she. Because I've always felt that that way it just opens up the, 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 the listener's possibility to accept it from whatever they want to take it from. But, you know, that's just... Um, that's just a side issue of, of, a, of a lot of things of, of, of who I am and what I am as a person. Temptation. Don't lead me into temptation. Now, were you led any, into any temptation by Trent Reznor at all, Rob? No. no. The two-inch nails? Uh, Two-inch. I'm, I'm, I'm total t totally temptation-free, but uh, I'm, I'm constantly being drawn onto that path, and I avoid it like the plague. Um, it leads you... Um, down the straight and narrow, which is exactly what I'm not. <laughs> but you are the man in black. The man in black. I'm coming back to spew my evil hate. Now, Rob, what are you going to be wearing tonight exactly? Uh, leather. And then I'm going to wear some more leather. And then... After the show, I'll probably wear a bit more leather. Did I'm going to hit the town tonight. I'll be on Granville Street. What about the email that you've had on the back of your record? It actually says your actual email on the back of the record. It has your website, but also has the email. Have you checked that? Can fans actually check out HalfordRob at AOL.com? Are you checking that? Yeah, I, I mean, that's what it's there for. If you want to write me and say whatever's on your mind, just go ahead and send it in. Um, we've got this great website called RobHalford.com, which is a combination of uh, biographies, discographies, all the two. Today. You can buy tickets for the shows from there. You can find out everything you want to find out about Halford, where we're going to go next, what we're going to do next. And uh, that's where I would urge everybody to go first, ronhalford.com. If you want to get personal, send it to my own personal AOL account. Two quick questions here, winding up here with Rob Halford. Thanks for the time, appreciate it. Right now is an election year. George W. George W. could Daddy's get in. Boy. Daddy's boy, George W. And he's the one that authorized Operation Desert Storm. What do you think about that? W getting in. Uh, he won't. It'll be gore. Gore, baby. But I just hope Tipper keeps her mouth shut. 
tipper. You, did, you tried to crush us, tipper, and you failed miserably. And finally here, Rob Halford, we have Paul Stanley in The Phantom of the... Opera. We have Sebastian Bach in Jekyll and... Hyde. And we have Rob Halford in Ola... The what? Oliver? Oliver? Rob Halford and Oliver. I see myself in The Sound of Music, actually. You know, doing that twirling bit at the start that Julie Andrews used to do with the helicopter shot. That's me. <laughs> the hills are alive with the sound of the metal god. <laughs> Thank you, metal god, and do-do-do-do-do. Do-do.
chasing after dreams left in the storm. What I am is all that really matters now. The lies of God. The lies of God. All the lies of God. The lies of God. Tempting fate and losing friends along the way I love. No regrets, I'm standing with a needle in my heart. Needle in my heart. Needle in my heart. Needle in my. Solution, God. I am God. 
Yeah!